That's right. Welcome back to another episode of Sloppy Takes 2.0. As always, I'm Chris Dickens. That's right. I'm Joey Alexander. And, I mean, a lot. this has been an eventful week in sports, I guess, considering how uneventful it is, I guess, in the same way, you know? Well, it's been eventful with the NBA playoffs, and um, we we haven't have we been on since uh, Tiger won his. Uh, yeah, we did. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. We already did. I was like past that, but yeah, with the NBA playoffs have been great. Damian Lillard showed why he's the best point guard in the the NBA, I think, or at least for this year, and I think he really was. I, I, well, I also think it shows that Russ might be past his prime. I read something about that. I, I don't think he's past his prime. I just think he is who he is. He's not a winner. Okay, don't take that wrong and say he doesn't win games. Yeah, he wins games. He gets his team to the playoffs, but he's never going to be a champion. He's and a stat. He, yeah, so exactly. And, and I've always said that. He's a stat stuffer. Damian Lillard's an actual player. Like, and that's why I said at the beginning of the series. Didn't I say this before the series started? Damian Lillard makes his team win. Whether he has to score 50 and have two assists, or he has to have nine points and have 50 assists. He's going to do what it takes to win. Russ is going to make sure that his stats look pretty. Always. And that's Russ during the regular season. During, well, during the postseason, his stats aren't as good. His points are up there. But again, the numbers, the assists and rebound numbers are down. Why? Because now his teammates will say, hey, let's just get the ball. We're not worried about your stats and we're not winning. And now when it comes down to worry about winning, now he can't win. And he got completely shown up and outplayed by Damian Lillard, who backed up his talk. I mean, I don't think it was completely showed up because that was a great fucking game. It, the, the last game was a great game. The series-wise, yeah, sure, he got shown up. But this last game, it was a, it was a total back and forth. It was a great game. Um, I mean, Dame with the huge fucking shot at the end. I mean, that was that was a goddamn three from beyond uh, nowhere. Five for five in the series, I think he was, from that distance. Like 37 feet and on, or right around there. And yeah, that's, it, that was, that's ridiculous. That was just, that was a fucking killer, and uh, I mean, that just shows, you know, that's not the first time we've seen Dame win a series on that. Like uh, Houston Rockets. For for me, it what it really said though, uh, this whole thing was that kind of playing off what you said. Russ doesn't rely on his teammates. No, I feel like it's not necessarily he's not a winner. It's just that he is. He's a guy that wants to put it on his shoulders and he's, I don't think he has the talent to put it on his shoulders and go and do it because uh, it's, it's more than just being like, yeah, I'll, I'll get 20, 20, 20. Well, you know, th- that's fine in the regular season in the postseason, man, you, you gotta, you have to be looking for your teammates more. You can't, you can't be playing this isolation, you, you know, fucking I'm going to, match Dame shot for shot game you know if you're like okay you're going to take all these shots Dame well I'm going to get it to the guys that are open and then once the guys that are open are getting covered I'll take it myself you got to play the game as it flows and I feel like he forces it more so than anything no yeah definitely and I I think I said at the beginning he when it comes down to winning like in the playoffs not during regular season regular season it's a whole different animal playoffs are playoffs everybody's playing hard every single game and in the regular season, you can get away. You can get a go against a team that's just coming in off a two-day, uh, three games and four nights type, you know, situation, tired. You know, they're dragging ass. It's not going to happen in the playoffs. And Russ, like I said, when it comes down to now we have to win, he can't do it. He can't. 
and you, you can't say he doesn't have pieces around him. He's had Kevin Durant, and now he's had Paul George. And Paul George had probably one of the best years of his career, if not the best year of his career. And he is going to be in, a, I think, top five in the MVP voting. I mean, he's not yeah. going to win it, granted, but he's an MVP candidate. Okay, like, people are going to give him votes. And he's got a pretty damn decent big man in Steven Adams on his yeah. team. You know, the Dothraki king, you know, Steven Adams. Seriously, Game oh. of Thrones pun there. <laughs> but, uh, and then I, I want to go back to the Paul George thing and Lillard's shot. Is it me or did it seem like Paul George didn't play good enough defense on that? Kind of like, okay, you know, take this 37-footer. And he said it's a bad shot. How is it a bad shot that went in, okay? I mean, that, that, that doesn't mean it's not a bad shot. It was a bad shot. I know. No, it wasn't. It was bad scouting. He's 5 for 5 from that distance. He's 8 for 12 from that distance all year. He that's can hit still, that shot. It's still a bad shot. He was, he, was, he was pretty damn close to in his face. Dame just fucking... He, Dame, was, Dame just had ice on his veins. I mean, that, that's all that was. Dame, that was Dame had ice in his veins, and he was not going to be denied. I don't think there was anything George could have done short of following him. I, I think Dame was just like, you want to know what? This is my moment, and I'm taking it. And I give. I don't. I don't give anything to Paul George. I don't. I don't put any flack on Paul George for that. It was that was Dame's moment, and Dame. He was. He decided he was not going back to OKC. He goes. I'm ending it now. We're not going back to OKC. Fuck this shit. I'm done. I mean, the the. I, it 115-118. I mean, that's a that's a good fucking game. That's a good fucking game. Yeah. No. And I'm not saying it's not, okay? They can't put on Paul George and put it on Billy Donovan for bad scouting because Paul George, again, you watch the replay. Go watch the replay right now. Yeah, at the end when the shot's getting up, he's jumping towards him. But you've already given that space to rise up. That's, that's an easy shot. Not easy shot because 37 feet. But he wasn't anywhere near blocking the shot. Wasn't anywhere near. I know you don't want to foul him and – and, and yeah, you say it's a dumb shot, but again, if he's making it that high a percentage of the time, not saying not saying it's dumb. I'm just saying it's not a good. Yeah. Just because he's he, he, it, it's high percentage in this series doesn't mean it's a good shot because there's that there, there's just that it's just not it wasn't a well thought out shot, but he fucking hit it, so it was. Yeah, no, and he knew what he was gonna do the whole time, and and again, people are like, okay, Paul George has to sit back because you know the six three point guards and try to go around a six eight defender usually, right? No, no. So, he didn't, and he popped up and hit three. I mean, I, I, like I said, it, to me, it, it wasn't on an, an anybody but fucking uh, Dame. Dame was just like, ice in my veins, I'm done, we're not going back. Yeah. He, put that, he put that fucking game on his shoulders last night. He was like, we, we're going to get our rest. We're, we're, we're finishing this, and we're going to get our rest for, the, for this now. That's it. it. And, I mean, props to him, and props to... Uh, the the Blazers. I mean, do I think the Blazers are going to go farther? No. I think well, I mean, to get to get the Nuggets or the uh, Nuggets are what the San Antonio Spurs, right? I mean, maybe the Nuggets. Maybe they can get through the Nuggets, but I mean, uh, the Nuggets have been proving me wrong. I'll be fucking. I'll say. I'll be the first to say it. They've been proving me wrong. Well, after that first uh, shaky first game, they really turned it around. I mean, they've they've actually taken over. Yeah, I told you, Jokic's the real deal. I don't know why you were down. This guy's got solid. Because I'm just down on him. That's all. I don't. I don't know why. He's the last two years. He's been a top ten player. I mean, he just he's on the Nuggets. He doesn't get much, you know, talk. He's he just you know he's just I think he's Serbian or Croatian. I think he's Serbian. He's Serbian. So not many people talk about him. But now he's got his team up three two. Uh, I think they close it out. 
and then they'll be against Portland, and that's going to be a fun series to watch because Portland can definitely beat the Nuggets. I guarantee you that, but also the Nuggets can definitely beat Portland. That should be a fun series to see who plays between uh, who, like Golden State and Houston, if Houston can clinch it tonight or tomorrow. Uh, Houston's already up right now, so I think yeah. they will clinch it. Uh, I, I did. There's no doubt that Houston's going to clinch it. I mean, yeah, it, it started out – basketball playoffs started out really slow and boring, and they've ramped up real quick in this first round. Because usually the first round, I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, whatever. And, and it's ramped up to actually being a little more exciting than it normally is. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think – A little more exciting, it. It, it, yeah, like well, I said, Lillard versus Westbrook is what made it exciting for me. That was like my before the series started. I was excited about the matchup, and it really lived up to the hype. And the guy who I said was better was better, and I think he's an all-around better player. All right, calm down there. Don't be yeah, tooting yeah. your own horn. <laughs> tooting it all day. Tooting it all day. I mean uh, that, and you know, uh, but uh, even the um, seeing uh Giannis go, go off, I mean, in the first round as well. That's been a fantastic thing to see, you know. It, it's There's been a lot of different things, aspects to this playoff that have that have really kind of driven it to me where it's like, okay, uh, this is this is fun. Yeah, definitely, but this is when it really gets fun. This next round, if you, like, again, if you look at the matchups, just, just in the West, we got – Golden State probably going to play the Rockets. That's going to be awesome. That's a rematch of last year's conference finals. Like, I mean, what more can you ask for? James Harden, Chris Paul versus Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. If they, and if they can push it to seven and, again and, and win it, you know, so on and so forth. See, who do you? Who would you take in that one? Because I, I can't. I'm not going to. It's the Warriors can't come out just because Cousins went down. I think Cousins was a big part of that team, but not that big. They've done it without him three other times, so I think they'll be fine. I think they come out. I think I think they went in six. I hope not. We'll see what Harden does. But I don't think the hero isolation ball is going to get him very far. It goes against everything we said. Because you and I both had the Rockets in the finals, didn't we? I believe so. So I, I, I still I'm going to still stick with it. I, I I'm still going to stick with it. I think I think that they have finally caught up to Houston or to uh, Golden State in the matter of three point ability, getting to the hoop. Not you know, like playing the analytics. What basketball has become the analytics game. It's getting yeah. to the hoop or taking three point shots, and, and I think they they've matched them on that now. Want to see if Houston's able to get inside of Golden State's head because they seem to be a little weak, especially Durant. He's very weak mentally. Uh, he cares about what people say on Twitter. He gets lets people get their head on the court. Beverly's been annoying him all series, even though they're up 3-1. But you can tell he's been a nuisance. And when he does get thrown off uh, mentally, it throws his whole game off. So we'll see if, what, kind of, what Houston has in store. But I don't think really Houston has that one, I guess you'd say, enforcer to annoy him like Beverly is. Who would you say at Houston could annoy him? Maybe Capella, just big body, but you're not going to put Capella on to guard him. I think Harden could annoy him. Honestly, Harden's defense is not as bad as everyone says it is. His, his isolation defense is pretty solid. Uh, it, it's that. I mean, Capella is just going to be a nuisance in general just because of his fucking ball hawking ability. Just just be jumping up and swatting shit out of the goddamn air is, I think, what what is the big thing for Capella. 
And I, I mean, if if you go with it, you know, you look at the matchups. Huh, Curry is better than Paul, but it, it's still going to be a good matchup. Uh, Harden's better than Thompson. Yeah, you know, Durant Durant's better than who do they got? PJ Fleck. PJ Tucker, maybe. PJ Tucker, I mean, yeah, PJ Tucker, yeah. PJ Flex, what the fucking coach from Minnesota, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> close, close. Yeah. PJ PJ Tucker. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon. Capella. They got Marcus Gasol so, on that team. So, yeah. No, Gasol's on. Uh, oh yeah, he's on the Toronto Rockets. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm thinking of red colors. Red colors. I got you. We we're, we're both yeah. screwed. We're both screwed yeah. up here. Uh, so I mean, eight o'clock at night, you work all day. So I mean, like, if it comes to so you got to say they got three stars on this team, right? On, on each team, right? So it's what Thompson, Curry, Durant. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Possibly oh. three first team all NBA all NBA first teamers versus one first team all NBA first team, and then maybe Capella if he was healthy, be like a second or third, maybe. But I think Capella down low is better than what Golden State has down low. True. I mean, that's why having DeMarcus Cousins would have been made the series. Well, I think, I think I, I, it would have tipped the scales completely. It would have yeah. just no, you're done. Uh, so, it, to me, it's – to me, it's. I think it's going to be a, a close one. Do I think Golden State can do it in six? I don't necessarily know. I think this might go seven. It definitely goes seven, and I hope I hope the Rockets do wings. I want to see a new champion, and also that gives Lillard a better chance. I think I think if it could be Portland versus Houston, I think Portland has a chance, a lot more of a chance against them than they do against Golden State. But again, I, Golden State's a juggernaut, and I don't I can't see anybody getting past them now. I mean, they look really good in the playoffs, besides that one game against Clippers when they blew the lead. Which I think just because they got lackadaisical, it happens. Well, and I, ever since then, they've been kicking ass. Game, there was it was game three as well, though. They didn't. They yeah. They, they blew them out eventually, but they let the Clippers hang around for quite way too long. I still feel like they're like in that half-ass mode, though. They turn it well, on off when they want. It's kind of like just get us to the finals. I don't even think it's like get us to the playoffs. I think it's just get us to the finals, and then but, we'll turn it on. Well, that's what I'm saying is. It's that lazy type of play where it's like, yeah, we're 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 the uh, we're the Warriors. We're no we know we're the best, so we're just gonna goof around the entire time rather than play hard. They're gonna run into a team that's gonna be like, you know what? We're coming at you 110% all seven games. Bring it. Maybe it's because they have so many stars and all these stars take nights off. I'm like, okay, well, Curry's like, if I if I slack off, Durant's got me, and what if Durant slumps? You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, play time. What if these guys are taking off and one of these, oh, you know, we have so many stars, I could take a night off. And then they're slumping, and then you try to turn it on. You can't turn it on. Next thing you know, you're losing by 20. But, I mean, again, I, they're going to beat the Clippers tonight. They'll move on. Rockets will move on. Then we'll have our uh, Western Conference Finals set. That should be nice. Well, hopefully Denver wins tonight. But Western Conference yeah. Semifinals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. God, what was up with us today? We suck. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I said, 
I've had a lot of fun in this first round. Um, I'm really excited for Boston. Um, and uh, it was, it's Boston. Sixers? Uh, Minnesota. No. no, no. Or not Minnesota. Boston, Milwaukee. Boston, Milwaukee. Okay, 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 yeah. Boston, Milwaukee next round. I'm really excited for that. Because Boston finally just seems like, just finally seemed to click. It finally looks like Kyrie might kind of, sort of, maybe be happy to play there. Maybe, Juana. <laughs> I don't know. But he seems to be doing a lot better. Not, not even necessarily happy to be, be there. It's just like, like they're happy to be around each other. Like, that's just what I always seem off. They never seem happy to be around each other. It seems like 75% of the NBA uh, doesn't like playing with each other. But yet they all want to play with each other. Doesn't it seem like it's what it's like? Everybody wants to play with each other, but no one wants to play with each other. Um, they, all, they all want to team up and get together, and then the the honeymoon stage say, lasts for a little bit, and then it... I'd say, I'd say it's 50-50. Everyone, actually half the guys want to be the guy, and so they tighten up with the other half of the guys that want to be the guy in the camp, and then the other half of the league is like, hey, you know, I, we just want to play basketball. We're here to have fun. Uh, I just... I think it's too clicky. NBA is too clicky. Oh, too yeah, no. Clicks. It's too many, too many little groups that they single each other out, and they have their own little click, and they don't say the team, and then you get the outcast. And it's not really a team anymore. It's like a group of people. It's groups, not teams. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I got you on that. But like I said, I feel like it's 50-50, though. I feel like the half league guess is very clicky. But I feel like, like the other half of the league is really like, we're just here to have fun. We want to play. We want to win. Yeah, and the other half is I want to build my brand. I want to make as much money as I can. Let me get paid. Uh, I don't care what thinks. Away, great. What's up? And then, and then they're also like, if I win, if I happen to win along the way, that's great. Yeah, I'll say it for the end of my career, and I'll just go join a super team as a, you know, eleventh guy on the bench and then oh, get my I'll ring. Call, I'll call LeBron and be like, "What are you up to, bro?" Yeah. <laughs> hey, LeBron, you got a spot on the? I'll I'll, I'll dress you games. That's about it. Is. Let me get my ring. You know, yeah, that's, that's why I respect Vince Carter. He hasn't done that. He hasn't chased the winning team. He's just gone where he can play the most, as in where he can mo- like he can mentor young guys and get some playing time. When he does play, he's pretty decent. He's still old. You know, he can't. He's oh, not nearly oh, Air, oh, Air Canada. Oh, hey, he's like fifty. Or he's not fifty, but he might as well be. I think you think he's forty-two. That's dude. That's ridiculous. He's been playing since what? I, I was twenty, what, twenty-four, almost my whole life. Jesus. Yeah. He's been, I mean, he's been playing twenty. It's, I mean, since I was four, not twenty-four. My bad. I was gonna say you're you're much older than you say you are. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've aged very well. Uh, I mean, yeah, Vince Carter. Vince Carter is one of the rare breeds that you'll see. One of the guys like it's not. I don't even think it's that where he goes to play the most. It's where he feels like he can help the team the most. Not uh, you know yeah. he's not searching for minutes. He's like this is where I can, you know, get a decent amount of minutes and feel like I am adding to the success of a team. Yeah, he these young guys out. I mean, you can you imagine the value that he brings to a a young team like Atlanta, the type of leadership and. Mentorship he brings those young guys like Trey Young. Teach them how to be professionals, and I'm pretty yeah, sure every single every single guy coming out of there has yeah. 
just the godfather in that locker room. Can you imagine? Dude, a lot of these dudes, kids weren't even alive when he started playing. Like, think about that. That's got to make him feel fucking old. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you weren't even alive when I was doing the dunk contest, put my elbow through the rim. Giving you the honey badger, baby. <laughs> the honey dip. That's what he called it. Honey dip. Honey dip. Well, let's move on to uh, what I think is one of the most boring events of the year, but I still watch it. The NFL draft. Oh, I thought you were going to say LPGA. Oh, no, I don't, I don't watch that at all. <laughs> I, still, I still watch the draft. <laughs> so. I was going... Going for LPGA, man. I was gonna start. I was gonna have to start googling stuff on you. LPGA. I, I know uh, what's her name. Um, tall. She's tall and Asian. Michelle Wee. There you go. That's more than I know. So That's congratulations. The I ever knew. Uh, well, I only know that because when I was uh, when I was younger, she was really good. Like she used to hit the ball as far. Or she was like the only female who could like drive almost like three hundred yards, and she was like. 13 years old or something like that. It was so ridiculous. So, yeah, that's, that's the only reason why I know who she is. All yeah. right. Well, let's, oh. <laughs> well, let's get on. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the, uh, M- or about the NFL draft. Bum-bum-bum-bum-bum. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Welcome back to Sloppy Takes 2.0. As we discussed before the break, time to go into a little bit of the NFL draft. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> Dude, all right. Uh, so, the interesting thing to me about the draft, I don't know how active you are on Twitter, but I have seen so many people freaking out about the number one pick. As in how? Because I, I keep hearing from certain people at the lock. Kyler Murray, Cardinals. But now, as the draft has creeped from it, actually last 24 hours. I've heard uh, in the last 48 hours that they are moving away from Kyler Murray and going to stick with Rosen. And probably go Bosa or Quentin Williams. Who, actually, I would say I say Quentin Williams over Nick Bosa. I, I just like Quentin Williams better. Um, I think it's very tough for Nick Bosa. There, I heard people talking about how it's hard for a player to sit out almost a whole year, even though, yeah, it was because of injury. But then for them to come right out of it and be a uh, contributor right away or be really that successful. And Quentin Williams is a, a man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, man. Joey Bosa is a man, too. Joey Bosa, yeah. But Nick Bosa. Or Nick Bosa. I, I mean, Nick Bosa is a man, too. He's a man, just, too. The, guy, the kid's a beast. Yeah, he is, but also I hate Ohio State, so. Oh, yeah. They, okay. I gotta take it, you got to take that out of it. Uh. <laughs> no, but really, no. I would take – I mean, I would love to have Nick Bosa on my team, of course. I mean, I don't care where he – once you get to the pros, I don't care where you came from, Yeah. to be honest. Know. But, um, yeah. No, but I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but, like, just going – the fact that uh, – that what I've heard is the reason they're moving away is because of how much capital they gave up for Rosen – 
And, and they're not they, going to get nearly that back for him? Yeah. The, the capital they gave up to go and tra- go up and trap him. And that they didn't, and they're not going to get anything, really anything back for him. And the fact that he was, they're, they're starting a new system. Why draft another quarterback? And I've been saying that from, I, I've been saying that from, I, I want to say, the second that mock drafts came out. And, you know, and, and Kyle Murley declared for the draft. I was like, he's not going one. Everyone can sit there and say he's going one. I don't think he's going one. I mean, I could be wrong. Granted, I could be wrong. And the Cardinals could just do what everyone thinks they're going to do and go get it. But I, I just don't understand why. You, you believed that this was your guy. Stick with it. You gave up a shit ton of picks and stuff and, and kind of compromised the future of your team with it. You know, why else yeah. draft another quarterback that, A, what, are you going to make a quarterback competition and then screw one of these kids? Or, or you know, B, go with something that you know is going to make your team better and not cause any sort of controversy and stick with it, you know? Well, I think with the whole trading Rose thing, it goes back to the kind of the same Jordan Howard situation. How are you going to get anything or anything that you want for someone that people know you're trying to get rid of, that you don't want. So if you draft Kyler Murray, everybody knows now you have no use for Rosen. They know you're not going to bring him in the training camp. They know you're not going to have a two-quarterback battle between these two young guys. It's going to be Murray versus whoever the hell you sign as a backup. You know, it's not going to be Rosen versus Murray. So everybody knows you're trying to get rid of him. So you're not going to get a first-round pick back for him like you want. You're not going to get a second round, maybe a third. Maybe a third. If you can't get rid of him, then you just have a whole big bullshit mess on your hand of two guy, of one guy not happy to be there, and you know another guy being the first pick. And I, but yeah, that just would be a complete mess for the Cardinals. But it is the Cardinals. I can see them doing something stupid like that. That's why they are in the situation they are in. But I think uh, the reason why they do go Murray is uh, Kingsbury's relation with him and. He's talked him up so much, especially when he was on A&M. Obviously, Murray wasn't, but, you know, coming out of there, he used to, what was he, he was the old OC for Oklahoma, I believe, Kingsbury? Or yes, like he, that. Was, he, he was the OC for him. Yeah, and then he went and head coached at Texas A&M or OC there or something, and then he went on to the pros. And nothing, he always just talked high about Murray. He loves Murray. So, I mean, I, I think it's Murray going to go number one. And then uh, Quint Williams number two, and then Bosa maybe at three uh, for the. Um, no, Jets. That, 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 that's, that's your um, no. I don't think they go Bosa at three. Actually, you know, honestly, if I was them, if I was anybody, I would do Ed Oliver, the Houston defensive tackle. His, I mean, I'm not big on combine numbers, especially when it comes to like speed stuff, but. This guy put up some crazy numbers at the combine, and it's hard to deny defensive tackles when they put up, like he put up the top shuttle time, like record breaking. I mean, some of the stuff he put up were better than wide receivers, and I think he is going to be great. I, whoever gets him is going to be really happy. He's a dominant guy in the middle of their uh, defense. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, um, I mean, every mock draft I still see Murray going one, and then it's uh, most of them is still Bosa too. And Williams will be drafted three. That could be a big shade. It really depends on trades. You always get, you know, not always, but a lot of time you get a big trade and that really shakes up the whole entire draft. It just switches people around. It kind of sucks because I haven't really 
heard much of the draft this year because I live in we live in the Chicago area. Bears don't have a pick in the first day and a half, <laughs> so I mean, it says no one's really talked about it. So a lot of these guys, these new faces, haven't really looked up. But it'd be funny if the uh, Buffalo Bills could draft uh, Josh Allen, the edge rusher, and have two Josh Allens on their team. I just looked at that one. Yeah, yes, that'd be that would be funny. They got an edge rusher, and they got a quarterback named Josh Allen. They'd be pretty cool. But one of the guys who I think is going to be most overrated and is going to be a big bust I want to talk about is, what's the name, Metcalf, the wide receiver who ran the fastest, uh, the, what, the fastest 40 of the combine. But had the same numbers, three-cone drill, shuttle, all that is like Tom Brady. I mean, that's, that's cool. You can run fast in a straight line. That's going to be good for an Olympic sprinter. Not good for football. We've seen it. It doesn't work. That's some of the Oakland Raiders back when Al Davis was the owner, or alive, should I say, that he'd see that, like, ooh, I want that. Like Jamarcus Russell, ooh, you could throw a ball 80 yards from your knees. Awesome. You got a really good arm. What does that give you? Maybe you're a good shot putter or something? You can't throw the ball to me. Does You're not a good quarterback. What are they? Oh, Darius Hayward Bay. Ooh, he ran really fast in a straight line. How'd that work out for the Raiders? Not yeah. good. Another wasted pick. I remember he shot up their board. He came from, I think he was a borderline first round pick, early second round, middle second round, maybe. He ran his 40, and I don't even think it was actually a first round uh, pick. He wasn't supposed to be a first round pick, and he ran his 40, and the Raiders were just drooling over this guy because he ran a 4 2 40. Or something like that. It was ridiculous well, I even, I, Looking through my drafts, you don't even see this guy going in the first round. So he's like the top rated wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. I just some. Uh, I think someone's. I, I'm telling you, someone's dumb Mar- enough. Marquise Marquise Brown is the second wide receiver, and he's the first one I see off the board. Okay, well, either way, I, yeah, I see him. I see him going to Tennessee on this one. I say, um. Someone's going to trade in. Someone's gonna, I think someone's going to take the Metcalf. Uh, someone dumb enough who all they see is that 40 time. And that's it. That's, it's so stupid. I mean, Marvin Harrison ran like a 4 7 40. How did his career turn out? It's because everyone, well, they, they see that and then they go, well, I can, treat him, I can teach him how to run a, a route tree and it's going to be great. Kevin White really learned how to run a route tree, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, there's just so many examples of the fast guys that don't turn out as wide receivers. We'll see. We'll 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 see about that. I mean, well, to to me, it, the speed matters some, but it, it's I want to see the guys that can run the good routes that you know who can go and get the fifty fifty balls. Uh, that you know can. Play well under coverage. Just because you can blow somebody out of the water doesn't mean you're running the right routes. Oh, I know that. And that that's 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 my argument. I'm saying that that's yeah. exactly the problem. And people, the GMs or scouts, they fall in love with guys who are fast. The Devin Hester's, the Kevin Whites, the Darius Hayward Bays, the Ted Ginn Juniors. These guys who are super fast. And in college, you can get away with just being fast. You know what I mean? You can get away with that and be successful. Hey, run straight. I'm going to throw the ball to you over the head. Just beat him. Don't get to run around. Or, hey, run straight and turn uh, a little little left and run this tiny little 
post, okay? A little, 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 just a little bit left or a little bit right. I'll hit you over the shoulder. As long as you're faster than that guy in front of you, you know, that's it. And 99% of the time they are. But the NFL is a whole different animal. The schemes, teams know you better. The players are way better. I mean, it, it's a whole different animal. And you have to be able to run routes, be smart, be knowledgeable. That's why a lot of times teams love that what wonder, wonder luck test to see the, you know, the, the knowledge of the, the, the player, how, how they react in certain situations and thinking patterns and, what Vince Young, I think, scored the, the lowest in the Wonderluck test, and they said, "Oh, don't worry about it." Yeah, look, how'd that work out? Alex Hernandez, tight end. I mean, he was good, granted, but they were told a lot of people said, "Don't draft him." The kid, don't draft him. Bad kid, bad person, bad human. No one wants him on their team, but the Patriots took him because they're Patriots, and they've. I mean, he had a good season or two before he got in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one thing, so I'm kind of going back to Arizona, the one thing we didn't touch on. Yeah. What if Arizona, what if Arizona trades? Yeah, maybe the Giants want to trade up because the Giants don't want to take a chance. But I think the Giants are in love with Haskins. And I think they might try to grab him because I think if Haskins falls to Oakland. Oakland no, I just Haskins. read today. I just read today. It's the Duke quarterback they're in love with. Really? Oh, Raiders? No, 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 not the Raiders. The Giants. Oh, the Giants. The Giants, okay. So then the Raiders might get Haskins. I still, I'm still solid on, uh, like I said in my sloppy take a few weeks ago, that Raiders will take a quarterback with one of the first three picks. They have, what, three first-rounders this year? One from the Bears, one of their own, and one from the Cowboys. So I, I think, again, uh, talk about quarterback controversy. Uh, I don't see. I don't think Derek Carr's going to be the Raiders quarterback next year. That's going to be my sloppy take. Okay, I'm going to bring it out early. I've already stated that well before you, you did this, sir. <laughs> I well, think you, well, you told me that they would, at the beginning when I said they would take Carr, I mean, when they would take Haskins or they would take a quarterback in the first three picks, you said no. Oh, I, I mean, I, well, that, that's what I was hoping, but I'm telling you right now that, I, that, that they'll, they'll draft a quarterback, but Derek, the second that John Gruden got there and started trading everybody away and destructing this team, yeah. you knew that, you knew that Derek Carr was no longer a part of this future. You, you knew it. Like like yeah. he, he he's rebuilding this in his image in the most 2002 football way he can. And they've been they kind of been at each other's throats. I mean, it hasn't been really public, but you hear little things about them two not getting along. And, of course, you talk to them, and they oh no, everything's fine, or their relationship's better. But I still think there's some ruffled feathers in. I don't think Gruden really likes uh, Carr that much or the type of quarterback he is because Gruden really loves quarterbacks, and that's his thing. Remember Gruden, what, Gruden quarterback uh, camp, whatever, on ESPN? He just loves quarterbacks, and I think he really likes Haskins, and I, can, I think he's going to take Haskins. Yeah, I, I could, I could see that. I mean, I, I can see them trying to go for Haskins. So if they take Haskins, obviously, then Carr wants out. Where would you put Carr? Where do you see Carr going? What would you give up for Derek Carr? You know where where it just seems like it's a, just like a, 
place that would just love Derek Carr. Not necessarily the perfect fit, but like they would view him as a perfect fit. Where? Jacksonville. They decide Nick Foles, though. I could still see them. They're the younger guy. I, I could still see him trying to go for it. I just have a feeling it's Jack. I would of Jacksonville. Where else would I you? Could, could you give me another team that you think? I think uh, Tampa could do it to give Jamarcus a little kick in the ass because I really don't think they're completely sold Jamarcus. on him, even though they just. What was that? Is it Jamarcus? You mean Jameis? Yeah, Jameis. God, I got Raiders stuck in my head. Yeah, Jameis and Winston. I don't think they're completely sold on him because of the issues on and off the field and the attitude and, and honestly the play. Uh, maybe he comes back more serious, but I think he needs a little kick in the ass because he's never been challenged. You know, think about it. I mean, Fitzmagic came there and took his job because he played well, but that's because he was injured. And as soon as he came back, he was back in. I was at the game and he came back and he did terrible. Uh, I don't I don't think he's that great a quarterback. He's not a great person. Maybe he's bettered himself personally and had a better offseason, but I think I don't think he's the answer there. Like definitely I thought maybe uh the Buccaneers would take uh Bortles and bring him over there maybe. But I was wrong. You know, but I can definitely see him go there. Or maybe I forgot who was it? Um Cincinnati. I think they're done with Dalton. Uh, I just I think it's one of those things you need to change a face, change a coach finally, change a quarterback. He's not he's not gonna win you any championships. Try something new. Maybe they swap. I don't know. <coughs> but then Dalton then Dalton's gotta go somewhere. I don't know. You know I don't I don't I don't think Cincinnati I don't think Cincinnati's done with Dalton. I think they need to be. I think they need to move on from that. Just because you think they need to be done, it doesn't mean it should. Oh, yeah. I, 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 think, I know. I, I, know I, I think I think that they are not done with Dalton. I think they got they'll give him one to two more years just because they you know they're getting they got a new coach in there. They're they're doing everything. They they're gonna hey. if they saw fits because they they I think they believe in Dalton. Maybe Miami jumps. In. Maybe Miami wants Derek Carr. Maybe Miami trades their second round pick for Derek Carr. I can see. I don't know. Could see Miami, a Florida team. Let's just put it that. Yeah. A Florida, Derek Carr ends up in Florida somewhere. All I know is I feel like the Raiders are going to do something really weird and mess this up somehow because they are the Raiders. And John, did you hear about this whole thing? They got like, they sent all their scouts he home. Because he can't trust anybody. He doesn't know who to he trust. So he sent them, yeah, sent them all home. And I guess it's because they're going to fire him anyways after the draft. They were going to get re, they're going to re up their scouting system anyways, the scouting department. So I guess people made more than it actually was. But then, like today, I heard they have Mike Mayock. Is that his name? The GM. Yes. Doing doing uh, mock, not just like mock drafts, but like an actual mock draft. Not like, hey, fill out my board. Like fake, like sitting in the boardroom, sitting in the war room. They call it with your draft board, and you're on the clock. Mayock, go. Oh, trade happens. What are you gonna do? Adjust. Oh, this team traded. Oh, this team picked this. Like full on fake. Drafts that hit, they're having them go through, like role play through. Like, what the hell is going on in Oakland? Like, who does that? That is, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, John Gruden, since he got there, he's turning this into 2002 football. That's what he's doing. And they're going to have 10 years of 2002 football. Well, I was saying I don't, I don't think he's going to last the 10 years. Either he's going to retire because it's, you know, he's just like, okay, this isn't going the way I thought. I think, so. I think, I think he sticks it out 
you're talking a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's a lot of money to leave. That really is. But sometimes the frustration and the pressure can build up after I've seen people walk away for more. I mean, there's been guys who've been, you know, I'm done. They have a few years and they're just over it. No, I think I think they went through all this pressure to pull him out. I think he sticks it out. I think we see him do most of it at least. Uh, yeah, uh, most of it. I'll say towards the end. I think towards the end there's, there's going to be some kind of reach a buyout or fight something. It's not going to go the way it wants. the Cubs game with a three-run shot. <laughs> Sorry. I did three runs. Wow. Sorry about that, guys. Javi Baez, baby. Woo! <laughs> uh, well, I think we have enough about that. Let's move on to baseball. Yeah, let's move on to baseball. Speaking of baseball, speaking of what I want to talk about, baseball being fun. Javi uh, Baez. Side Javi step. Baez. First base. What was that? Oh, Javi yeah, Baez Javi and Baez. step run to first base. Yeah. And... Like, I listened to uh, the radio today, they were talking about a few umpires, and they said it's a judgment call, and they think it was a good call, that he didn't go. They say three feet. You have three feet from where you've committed to your baseline. So the baseline isn't people think the baseline is just the, the white the line down. It's not. It's where you're running. So whenever that batter leaves that box, he leaves on the right side or the left, so wherever he does, that's now his baseline. So if, you wanna, if you're the batter, you decide to run like a foot in the grass, but as soon as you start, that's your baseline. Uh, I don't know how far? I don't. I mean, you can't run completely it, in the grass. Of it, it's kind of like that. You can't be in the grass, but yeah, that's kind of it. But no, you see a lot of players when they start running, they're on the little left because when you're coming to the left side batter's box, I mean the right side where the right hand hits. Like I used to do all the time when I play baseball. I'd start running, and half half the time, I half the time I would start halfway in the grass and then work my you're, way slowly you're right. Kind of doing the loop. That's why yeah. you're kind of turn. You want to turn the base. Yeah, and so th there's that. I, I mean, it, the issue wasn't because that issue is because he literally stopped, jumped sideways, and then jumped at the base. And that, that's where the judgment call came into play. And that's why they thought he, that's why Roberts thought he was out of the baseline because, I mean, kind of was out of the baseline, but it was a legal move. And, because, I, and I was thinking, because, too, think, oh, yeah, go ahead. It's because he was being charged at in his own baseline. Yeah, and then I was also – it's really stupid. I think I think you should get one move. Yeah. And obviously you shouldn't be okay. You can't run 30 feet to the left and get out of the way. But think of, as, as a baseball player, as a baseball – as running as – as a base runner, you're automatically out pretty much if the guy has the ball and you're on the baseline. You have, okay, you might as well just turn around and go back to the dugout because you can't leave the baseline. All the guys stand there with his glove out. And you can't run him over. You can't hit his hands. You can just run into his glove lightly, and you're out. Or you can try to slide under him. I think baseball's got to change the rules where you should be able to do one move left, right, up, down, wherever. You can get around him and let it be obnoxious, you know, a little bit more obnoxious than Javi's was. Not ridiculous. Like, again, not, like, run to the outfield, dude, you got this way, run back to the left. No. Like, you get one good move. You know, you get one chance to get around that, that, uh, that fielder. <laughs> Because yeah, front, front, yeah. front over him. Yeah, yeah. I wish they'd bring back running him over. 
Not run them over. I said do a front flip over. Oh yeah, that, dude. That dude. I've seen that twice. That is amazing. But no. Uh, so that was fun. But also, I'm gonna get to is uh, the whole Tim Anderson thing and him flipping the bat and how isn't baseball's motto "Let the kids play" or what something like that? Like let the kids be kids. Let yeah, let the kids play. You're gonna play. find a guy. First off, the guy's gonna get hit. Because he hit a two-run home run. I mean, a bomb, not just a two-run home run. He turned around a 96-mile-an-hour fastball at the letters. Okay, that's something to celebrate first off. Uh, 99.99999% of the world can't do that. And probably 95% of the MLB can't really do that. Hit Well, hit 400-plus foot home run with it. I mean, it's pretty impressive, so celebrate that. Second off, it's showing fun. It's showing emotion. That's what ba- baseball's lacking and why people don't want to watch it because you don't want to see a bunch of old white guys sitting out there throwing a ball, you know, getting mad at each other because one guy hit the ball farther than he did and he's happy about it. You know what I mean? Like, dude, get over it. You know, you don't want him to hit the home run. Don't want him to bat flip. Don't let him get on base. Don't let him hit the home well, run. So, I, a lot of players came out and were like, it's a meaningless game and you and you hit a, two, a meaningless two-run shot and you're flipping the bat. And I've talked to people about it and they're like, well, you know, I would li- I like backflips like shouldn't be allowed unless it's like a walk off home run and I'm like no no you can't you can't you can't pick and choose when they're allowed it's either they're allowed or they're not I mean it's that's, who they are like e- either say backflips are allowed or say backflips are allowed I mean that's what it needs to come down to either way I don't care do I like them yes but if they take them away fine take them away be, you know. Like that—that's baseball's prerogative. I understand it. That's fine. If you don't, you, you're a game about tradition. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. But don't pick and choose at me about who can backflip and who can't backflip, and then what you well, you know what the retaliation for the other team does if that's uh, you know okay or not okay. So see, the thing is, I'm all about retaliation. Okay, cool. You know, okay, like I, I'm kind of going back on what I said about maybe you shouldn't get mad. Maybe you should get them out. But I know baseball is all about checks and balances. Uh, you know, you you want a bat flip? You want to do that? Fine. Let's go ahead and do that. If they feel that you, as the other team, that it was over a little bit too much because he threw it, you know, and just, just flip it. He turned around, pumped his fist through it. Did you cool. hear his explanation of that? Ex- expect to get hit in the butt. You know, hit in the butt. Don't hit him in the head. No, I didn't hear his explanation. No, I did not. He goes, I was just trying to help the bat boy out. <laughs> that's pretty funny. See, that's <laughs> what I mean. He's got a good personality. That's what baseball needs. How many of these guys – you actually know their personality and know who they are. You know Javi Baez, and that's a huge thing. A baseball needs to market the shit out of this guy. I mean, they really do. He's a star. He's proven it again this year that he is not just that one-hit wonder MVP caliber player. That he might oh, be I, do this year in, year out. And you could be wrong. I, I worked the game last night, and I, 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 so I was doing the radio call. And when Pat Hughes goes, the magician strikes again, I'm like, that, that's that's marketing right there. Like, yep. Do market him as the magician, El Mago. Yeah. Well, like, you know. even if you even if you don't want to go, to, you know, the, the Spanish route of it. You, like, you know, you know, if you're afraid, you're old white people, and you're afraid, you know, of doing that. That's fine. Like, even just the magician. Like, he has a fucking. He, he's one of the few people that have a legit nickname that sticks. Yeah, but if you want to piss off those old white people, old white people, that's fine. Piss them off. They're going to be dead soon. You're worried about the 22, 23-year-olds that need to watch this game. I'm, they're going to want to I'm watch saying, El Mago. I'm saying, I'm saying the old white people yeah. run the game. 
the old people, white people running the game, not oh, the yeah. old people, white people buying the game. The old white people okay. running the game. That, that's what... it just and it just really annoys me that they want to sit here and talk about how they want to make the game fun, and they want younger viewers, but yet you're gonna, you can't make it boring. I mean, baseball's already slow enough as it is. I'm watching it right now as we speak. It's dragging, but it's a fun game because I'm a Cup fan. But if this was even Dodgers versus Padres, I'm not watching it. I might watch a few at bats because I want to see maybe Cody Bellinger and Manny Machado and Tatis bat. Other than that, I'm not going to watch it. It needs stuff like that. It needs marketable players. And it needs players showing emotion. That's what gets people involved. If you want to watch like, oh, yeah, I want to see this guy show some swag and, you know, hit the ball a million feet and walk around the base with a little attitude. And then maybe the other team gets pissed off and hits them low. And then we got, we got a feud. More people want to watch that. Oh, next time this team plays, I want to watch these guys go at it. Ooh, hey, I just went deep. Speaking of comebacks, oh, yeah. Hayward's been... It is second, crazy. The, the second best cup this year. Yeah, behind Javi. I mean, I, there's argument that he's even playing better than Javi this year. Javi's had magical moments, but on a consistent basis, it's, I think Hayward has been the most consistent batter. Uh, yeah, average wise, yeah, yeah, they're uh, both they're both right there. So I'll be, hey, I'll take this out of both ends. This team's playing like this with uh, Bryant. Bryant looked better today, though. But sorry, we're getting off topic. But again, this is what, this is what people need. Uh, this is exciting to watch. You know, by well, we're, we're talking Bias about started, it. We're, we're yeah, talking. Exactly. And, you know, and that, and that's the thing. Uh, I mean, um, like I said, it, we, baseball can't pick and choose everything that's that's what makes it a very tough to watch is because they get very picky and choosy on what rules they want to enforce and what the unwritten rules are and it just remember makes it we very, remember when we talked about evolving remember like baseball has to evolve put it this yeah. way when things don't evolve they die and i'm not just talking about in sports i'm talking about in life if you're religious, then you're not going to believe what I have to say, but I'm a true believer in evol- evolution, okay? Evolving. When, when animals or living things are in areas and they don't survive and they can't survive or they need this to survive, what happens? They evolve. They work themselves. The fish underwater, for what? They evolved with gills. They got gills. There's fish that don't have eyes in dark areas because they don't need them. They have other things that other fish don't have because they've evolved into that to help them survive. They didn't evolve, they would die. Baseball is going to die if it does not evolve. And it's showing its numbers and everything. More people are watching basketball, football, meaningless football games. Like the ratings for a, a NFL game during the season is higher than an MLB playoff game. That's not good. You know, that's not good. Well, I think it also has to do with football, every game matters for football. True. And but I mean... Uh, uh, there, there are instances, yes. Game? There are instances, yes, where every game matters for baseball games, as we saw with the Cubs and the and the um, Brewers last year. But, I know, but I'm, t- I'm talking about playoff-wise. I know, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. You get so much shoved down your throat, not every game matters. But that's what I'm saying. But when you get to the playoffs, every game matters. And there's... NFL game for week four of the season between, you know, whoever almost outnumbers a sometimes an MLB playoff game. 
And granted, uh, yes, NFL games are on weekends. Um, NFL playoff games are usually at night or midday on weekends. Also, MLB playoff games sometimes around like a Tuesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So, again, you could play with stats and numbers to make them work however you want. So I just proved myself. I worked against my own argument that you – I mean, think about it. You're at, where are you at? Why am I on a Tuesday at a Monday or a Tuesday or a Monday on a week, you know, 1 o'clock? I'm at work, not watching the baseball game. I mean so. – there, there's that, but it's also, I think, I think fantasy football has to come into oh, a lot of that too. Huge, huge. Um, fantasy baseball is, it's tough to get into because the season's so goddamn long. I mean, the length of this season makes it. We we, we talked we talked about it right before the season started. How difficult it is for the majority of the, of the fan base. Not everybody, you know. I I, mean, I know I'm. Certain listeners are gonna be like, "Fuck this guy! I watch every, I watch 162 games. You're well, the outlier. Fuck you! I watch them all. <laughs> but you're the fucking outlier. Yeah, exactly. There's 90% of us don't. Most people do not watch 162 games. They catch games when they can. Football, there's only 16. You're going to catch every fucking game. And when you catch every game, you're seeing all the all the people, and it makes these players much more marketable. Because I guarantee you. Maybe not in Chicago, okay? Because Chicago's pretty big, especially Northside. It's pretty big baseball city. But most teams, you can take a lot of their players, put them in regular clothes, and have them walk down the streets, and most people aren't going to know them in the streets. You take most people's football teams, but also they're usually larger than average human beings, so it helps too, makes them stand out. But you dress them in normal clothes, most people are going to notice them walking down the street. You know, a lot more people are than a baseball player. Like, I think they are talking on Waddle and Sylvie one day um, – Bryce Harper was in Chicago, and he was literally walking down State Street. And he walked, he walked right by the stadium, right, not the stadium, right by the, the glass windows they do their show from. And they're like, oh, shit, that's Bryce Harper. And they were saying how not a single person was harassing him. They're like, you, you take uh, LeBron James, you know, someone else in that caliber in a different sport, of, and they're not getting 10 feet without someone harassing him at any point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just shows how far baseball is behind, and they really I mean, need to figure something out. And the issue with it, too, is like it's a rare sport where you see the players' faces. Yeah, you see their faces. Their numbers are clear. Uh, it's not even numbers. You see their freaking faces. What's the mean? The football, you don't, you don't, right you don't see, you don't see players' faces in football. They're, they got helmets on. Hockey, you don't yeah. see somebody's faces. Basketball and baseball. You see their faces, and ba- I guarantee you, any basketball player walk down the street, you'd be like, "You're a fucking basketball player," and I know it, and I've seen you. It also helps that they're probably like six foot ten. But still, like I said, heavy, heavy. The, them being larger than average, like baseball players are probably the most ordinary looking athletes. Would you say out of all the athletes, well, yeah, hockey be, players too? You, because you, no, you could be fat and play baseball. You can't be fat and play hockey. True. Like David Wells. I mean, the guy pounded like a six-pack and went out and pitched perfect games. I mean, he was uh, well, uh, a good Bartolo Colon. Yeah. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, Bartolo Colon's a pitcher. We're talking uh, Pablo Sandoval, a fucking infielder. And, yeah. and he was stupid. He was pretty good. He was pretty good at third baseman, too. I'm not going to lie. He wasn't bad. Good move for a fat guy. Who's the guy in the Twins? He, he's like he, he's like a right fielder, dude. The little fat guy. 
Yeah. He hauls ass. He's so like, I, like dude, watch this guy. I got. I have to look him up. It's it's great. You know I mean, guys like that. I I can't even watch that. But again, going back to baseball's marketability, you need people like Javi Baez because he's that flashy player. Everybody knows him. Margaret, uh, a fat guy. Margaret, a fat guy. The other fat guys. That'd be fun. Yeah. I but mean, anyways. <laughs> We've gotten a little off track. We've gotten a little off, off track here, like like usual. We always wander. but we're, we're sloppy. It's very sloppy. It's very sloppy takes here. Oh, yeah. What, oh, what about our uh, our bet, the 10 under 500? I, don't, I think it might be good. I, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to win a World Series, but I don't think it'll be 10 under at the All-Star break. We'll see. They're looking better, you have to admit. They're looking better if they're if starting pitching can keep up what has been keeping up. The offensive was never the problem. It was pitching. Yeah, that bullpen's still a little shaky. Yeah, I mean, it's been better, but it still has the moments. But that starting pitching can still. I mean, Jose Quintana is the Jose Quintana of the Chicago White Sox right now for you guys for three games, and they're still not giving this credit because I keep. First, the excuse was the Pirates in the cold weather. Okay, cool. The next excuse was is the Marlins. In a pitcher-friendly uh, atmosphere, pitcher-friendly stadium. Okay, cool. Then you face the best offense in baseball, the Dodgers. But then they say, "Oh, they're an LA team. It was a little chilly last night. You know, not the best hitting conditions." So, okay, what's next? All right. Uh, but no, he looks great. He, you know what it is? He's found this changeup, dude. I don't think he's ever been a big changeup pitcher. I'm not sure, but fuck the changeup. Uh, it's been his goddamn perfect. Well, it's curveball, too, but it's chained up. Dude, he's been going to it so much. It's like his bailout pitch. He's like, oh, shit, I can't get the fastball over. I can't get the curveball over. Change up outside corner. Boom. And it's but, there every damn time. But, but that fucking curveball has just been mean. I mean, it's just been mean. Like, guys are just swinging at shit that's flying in the dirt. When he was in the Sox, was that good? Because I was in the Sox, and I didn't see any games that he pitched from the Sox. Was he a- curveball was, this is the best I've ever seen Jose Quintana. Well, he said he got a little kick in the ass uh, when he heard about Eloy getting called up and then all the talk about Eloy and how good it was and how Sox won that trade, how was, you know, Kaplan called him a Buick. So I th- he said it offended him, and he it made him, you know, gave him a little kick in the ass, which I'm like, I hate when I hear that. It's like, why do you need that? You're a professional player. Why do you need a kick in the ass? Well, You're getting paid millions of dollars to perform. Not- that should be your kick in the ass. It's, it, they, but you're, you're viewing it in, in a different sense. Doesn't mean he wasn't trying. Okay? It doesn't mean he wasn't giving it his all. He was just struggling. But maybe hearing that is what took him to give him that little extra oomph to get out of the struggle. With a little extra, you know, a little, a little extra motivation. So, I mean, why do you need extra motivation? Because, you know, sometimes you're trying and shit gets you down. If you get fucking stuck in a rut, man, you get down. People get down. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you know, but you know, what if you heard one day you're 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 at fucking, a, say say you're at a radio station and you're you're a host and your numbers are down and you feel like you you've been in a rut and then you hear your boss being like, well, ma'am, we're gonna have to bring this other guy in. Are you not gonna well, do everything in your fucking power to fucking try and and make yeah. sure that your that your numbers go up and that you make your show better? I know what you're saying, but also you got to realize uh, Jose Quintana could go 0-16 with a 7.53 ERA, and he's still going to have a job on the Cubs. He's still going to get paid the same amount of money he would get paid. If I fail at a radio station, I get fired. 
I don't get paid my money. There's no guaranteed contract for me. There's no that, guarantee I'm going to get another job somewhere else. It is, it is He's going to be just fine. It is a guaranteed contract, but... <laughs> okay, well, if I'm I get just, fired, I don't get paid anymore. Well, Jose Quintana can get traded. He, there are other, I mean, there's lots of things that can, that, that can still happen. They could send him down to Iowa if they wanted to. But the biggest thing we worry about in life is how am I going to get paid? How am I going to support my family? That's usually what most people say, like, oh, I just want to make enough money to support my family. So I lose my job. I lose my job at the radio station that's supporting my family or supporting me. Then I don't have anything to fall back on. He's got millions of dollars. Hopefully he's invested well and saved it well, which most players do because they have other people handling the money who hopefully they trust, unlike Big Baller brand. Um, but uh, so if they lose their job, if they get traded, cool. You're just getting paid the same amount of money in a different city. If I get fired from radio station, cool. I'm sitting on my couch, not getting paid anymore. Oh shit. But it's a different beat. Um, that's, why, different... that's why people get down. Because you get down because you're worried. If I knew no matter how bad I did at a radio station, I was like, oh, you can fail completely and have the shittiest numbers. You're still going to be here. We're still going to pay you the same. See, this, is yeah, where you're, I, this is where you're wrong, though. This is where you're wrong. Okay, yes, he doesn't have to worry about money. So then why does he have to worry about So then he has to worry about his job. Not necessarily the money, but keeping his job and not sitting there and to get traded because then you have to uproot your family and move, which is a big pain in the dick to uproot your family and move. There's other things that, that are going on besides him being like, oh, I'm not going to get paid or, oh, I'm still going to get paid. That's not it. It's a different mentality, man. These are people who are multimillionaires. They don't worry about the same shit we worry about, but they still have worries. They still have things that have to motivate them in other ways. They still have mental blocks. You're viewing it as a... Poorer person. From our point of view, you're viewing it, not from his point of view. And that's a different point of view than us. Just because so, he gets paid, that doesn't mean that's his motivation. So I understand. That's what I'm saying. If you're paying me that much money, that should be the motive. You should know, like, hey, okay, I'm getting paid this much money. Like you I said, need to live up to that money. I need to live up to that. Why does it matter, though? If you're paying me this much money, why do I have to live up to that? Maybe if people are talking shit about me and I don't need people talking shit about me and I'm worried about losing my job, even though I'm still getting money, because you want to know what? It's about success. It's not about cash. It's about success. That's two different things. Money and success are two different things. It's about success. He wants to be successful, and that's, what's, that's what his focus is on. Well, that's why I think major league con- – I think any sporting contract is stop. Okay, I get it. There's people going to go crazy about this. Okay. <laughs> They shouldn't be guaranteed contracts, okay? It should be performance-based all the time. It makes better sports more fun. Players would be players would be more humble. Players would be more willing to try hard. Players would actually be willing to come to the ballpark and play or any sport. A lot of times, a lot of times what? They, they perform I, I, good their first I, few years? What was that? I completely disagree with you on this one. Sorry, but Oh, Brian just got hit in the head. <laughs> Sorry. That's all good. <laughs> I completely disagree with you on this because that's the, the siding. Now you're not siding with millionaires. You're siding with billionaires. No. Yeah, okay. No. Not I get what you're saying. Who want to suppress these guys who are, who are making them money. And they want to make more and more and more. Yeah. The, the, owners, so, the owners. I don't think. I, these guys deserve to because you want to know what? As you stated with the Tim Anderson, 99% of the world can't do what these guys do. Okay, then they should get yeah. paid the 1% of the people that can do it. Not, not be like, oh, you get, now it's all going to be performance-based now that you made it this level. No. Fuck it, man. You made it this far, you earn it. You earned it. I don't even care. You earned it. 
Now I'll go out there and play for success, not for money. That's what, that's what it all is for. You play for money when you're going through the minors, when you're going through college, when you're trying to make it, you know, getting your, getting your call up. That's when you're playing for money. You're playing for success once you make them. But a lot of players aren't. That's how it works. I wish that's, I wish that's how it worked. I wish players are like, all right, I think, I think, I think, money, I think, let me play for success. No, it's I made my money now. Let's coast through in the next five years. I don't years think a lot of players whatever I got left. I think you see some players do that. I don't think a lot of players. I think you marginalize it though in that view of it is because because the media focuses on those players. Again, the, I, I can see what you're talking about because that's that's any media with any type of news story. They bring out the bad that they want you to see. They don't show you the good, like the guys who are actually trying the rest yeah, so, off, even though they're making fifteen million a year and have it guaranteed. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like we're we're sitting here talking about. You know, we're, we're hearing about how Bryce Harper and fucking Manny Machado all offseason are, are the two big stories. Well, what about Craig Kimbrell? Kimbrell. What about him? Still doesn't have a job. What Dallas about Eichel? Dallas Eichel? Still doesn't have a job. And these guys aren't, aren't – it's because they want to get paid what they're worth, and those are guys that have shown that they can win. Manny Machado and fucking Bryce Harper haven't shown they can win. Do they have rings on their fingers? No, Manny Machado, especially now. Bryce Harper's at least been to the playoffs. Manny Machado, I don't think so. I mean, okay, Manny Machado went to the playoffs with the freaking Dodgers who are going to the playoffs no matter what, and he got traded there. Okay, so if you guys want to jump have on a ring. that. Still don't have a ring. And he, and he, and he plays he like shit. Guy that put, he was supposed to be the guy that put them over the top. And that's he plays like shit. And that's what I'm getting at. That's what we talked about all of season. So those are the guys you're focusing on, not the guys like the Dallas Kaikos, who has been on a Cy Young candidate for most of his career. The guy's been just a beast down in Texas, and 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 nobody's even calling him. Well, it's because it's, it's they want, again, the performance-based contract. That's what I'm saying. And this is a guy that could, could take a team over the top. But I'm saying performance-based, okay, I get what you're saying. I understand owners. But these guys, I get it. You want to make, you want to be, you want to know that you're going to make $10 million for the next five years. You know what I mean? You want to know each year you're going to get $10 million. So if you have that in your head, like, okay, I want to make ten million in the next five years. Yeah, you still want to play good, but there's there less of oh, I'm hungry. I want to play good. You know, they were gonna say it's easy. It's easy to it's easy to train when you're poor. You know, it's easy to try hard when you're poor. Of and course, once you get rich, it kind of goes downhill. And yeah, I get what you're saying. The owners, all the all the power, I think, in owners' hands, anyways, now because the the bargaining. Cream that was terrible, but um, and the seat and there's gonna we're not gonna have baseball in 2021. That's my sloppy take. But if you played, if you if you did every these performance based contracts, okay, hey, if, you know, you're okay. I think you're worth this much money. You're worth 10 million. But obviously, the the one year contracts can be worth more money. We're not gonna see, you know, oh, you're gonna you're gonna make a million dollars. No, like a Bryce Harper would make 30 million for one year. Here's your issue. Money. Here's your issue with that. Okay, then you're going back to 1900 baseball, where it was performance-based contracts. But you know what owners? Are we there now? Well, I'm just saying. You know what? You know what owners? <laughs> I mean, you know what owners backflip anymore. Do you know what owners would do in that situation? Actually, that's a lie because Mickey Mantle used to backflip. Uh, you know what owners would do in those situations on performance-based contracts? Oh, this pitcher's, this pitcher's supposed to get me. You know, I mean, pitchers pitched five days a week in that time. Yeah. He's supposed to give me 30 wins this year. I'm going to bench him for three weeks so he doesn't get it for me. Well, they do that now already, if you want to get technical. Like, there's been times when I'm players saying, have been on the bench. Yeah. That, 
that's where your performance-based contracts leads. Well, okay, he's supposed to hit 30 home runs. Okay. He's got 17 right now. Well, oh, my God. So I'm, I'm going to call the manager. Hey, you know, bench, bench Tatis for me this week just because, you know, he's supposed to hit He's supposed to hit 30, and he's been on a tear. Let's cool him off. Okay, no, I, I didn't mean as in we're going to base it off, hey, I want to put in your contract. If you hit 30 home runs, you get this much money. As in I'm saying, when you sign that one-year contract for that one year, hey, um, you're going to make $30 million this year, no matter what. Okay, that's one year. Because you did really good the year before. Hey, Javi, you had an MVP-type season. Now your next season, you're going to get paid how much. You're going to bargain about how much you want to get. Obviously, you can't do that because every single year would be a contract negotiation. And no player wants to go through it. But I'm that's saying it would never that's happen. That's arbitration, though. That, that you're, you're describing arbitration. That, that's yeah, exactly what you're describing as arbitration. That's them going. You, they have to prove to the owners that they are good, and the owners have to prove that they sucked. That is talk, and they pretty much just talk shit about each other. And that you, well, you, 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 what you're describing is arbitration, which is what the, all the rookie deals are under. The, 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 that's what they all do. They all got to go in and negotiate what they're going to make that year. It is performance based then at that point. But you I'm literally saying, just described arbitration. I know, and I'm against arbitration. I think they should get rid of arbitration completely in baseball. I think it's the dumbest thing. I think it should go back to regular free agency, just like <laughs> football does. Like you're just a free agent. You're just no like just wait six years of service agreements and go. Well, no, our arbitration is not to have to do with free agency. It's like no, I'm okay. saying it, it makes you avoid. Because like Chris Bryant this year, what, they came with like a $10 million arbitration. You go in there, you negotiate, whatever, 12. 12 yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, you go in there, you negotiate, okay, I think I'm worth this much because I did this. And they're like, oh, well, you didn't give it up to charity. You're a piece of shit human being, and you drag your team down for three games. You're worth this much. Well, it wasn't not like that. It's not like you didn't get enough charity. It's like, okay, well, actually. Well, no, they said that, that's you, what I said that Trevor Bauer. You didn't hear about that with the Indians? They went off about his personal stuff. <laughs> and, like, you didn't do, like. It was ridiculous the shit they said that he said they said about him. Well, yeah, no, they're trying to bash him in certain aspects, but it, it all comes down to your 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 baseball performance, though, essentially as well. It's like they look at, okay, well, you suck because your stats were this and this and this. So it's like, well, you're only looking at a two week period. Well, those two weeks you were the fucking worst in the league. Yeah, that's what I get. Now I'm against arbitration, but I I don't literally mean do. To... Year by year contracts. I even said, I'm, "Don't eat me alive here." Just saying that's why it'd be cool because players actually play hard. I know it's never gonna happen. I know it can happen. I know it's dumb. I'm just saying, if it did, that that'd be the only way a player. Yeah, that's the only way you can guarantee these guys are gonna play hard each year. Oh, they're they're playing hard each year. They're because, like I said, because of arbitration, these guys are playing hard. And that, but that's the issue that we're seeing, and that's what's killing free agency is this type of deal. It's because guys don't want to go through the arbitration process anymore, so they're taking these team, the, these extensions that, that just kill off arbitration, and nobody goes out nobody goes out to free agency then, and that way teams don't have to spend fucking money. Well, I mean, we, have, of, we, all heard, go, yeah. we all heard the story of the, of the owners with the, with the WWE belt, right? Walk around, whoever, gets the, whoever, wins, whoever wins arbitration, whoever spends the, less money in arbitra- the least amount of money in arbitration gets the WWE belt for the year. That's ridiculous. I, I, never, I don't watch wrestling, so I couldn't really tell you. It's not wrestling. It's, it's baseball. It's, it's, it's a baseball. WWE. Well, they have, they have a WWE belt. That's what I'm saying. The baseball owners have a secret meeting every year, and they have a, a championship belt, a WWE-style championship belt that they give to the owner who spent the least amount of money in arbitration. I've never heard of that. It's the truth. There, there was a, whole, a huge story about it. Wow. Yeah, no, that's news to me. 
I've never heard of that. I hope yeah. you send me something about that. I'll, I'll send you a link right now to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, is, the, the, I'm saying it's it like that's that, wild, that's why that's, that's that's asinine. That's why we're like we're we're leading to uh, no baseball in 2021. There's going to be no baseball in 2021 because there's such a discord between players and owners right now. And players are being feared into signing these team-friendly extensions rather than go test their money, uh, go go test for the free agency money because nobody's picking up anybody unless you're a, a Manny Machado or a Bryce Harper who still had to wait how long and got less than what they were projected to get. I think they got a move with it. Supposed to get over three hundred. I hear, I kept hearing three hundred the whole entire time. No, three hundred to three fifty. No, Harper was talking. They were all talking four hundred million dollars for Harper. Four hundred million dollars for Harper. That they came three hundred because three hundred was the first deal from uh was was the first deal from the Nationals for Harper. Ten yeah, years but the, it, it, no, did you hear? Did you hear the Nationals did with that deal? That wasn't what it was. It came out. They they talked to Harper, and it wasn't the Nationals deal. Wasn't just. Oh, here's 300 million. He thought he was gonna stay. It was a start. He wanted a little bit more. So when they came down to it, he wanted they had to meet him. They had to meet the owners in some other country, some island. And they went there and met him. They pulled back the regular offer. But they gave, they were gonna give him 300 million, but they wanted to drag it out to 2072. They wanted to, that that they wanted to pay him. They wanted to stretch it out. So his last paycheck would be 2072. Would be his like he'd be like 70 something years old. How yeah, stupid no, is that? Yeah, that, that's well. That's what um, uh, what's his name from the Mets? I forget his name. Benetti, Benetti. I forgot. But how, do you, how do you say his name? The, it starts with the B. He's still getting paid. Something like that. He's still getting paid. He's gonna get paid until after Bryce Harper's done with the, with them. Yeah, that's ridiculous and that's stupid. But I'm saying, if you're Bryce, and that's why I don't get why we're getting off topic again. Why national fans are booing the guy? I'm not taking that. If I know I can go somewhere else and get a guaranteed 300 million in 10 years. Why am I going to go wait till 2072 to get my last payment? So we're going to stretch it. I'm going to get you what, a million a year or something like that? I mean, like, a, one of, it's, it's stupid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like it's deferred payments. So that's what it is. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the sloppy takes here. What do you, which will be yours of the uh, week? I already said 2021. Uh, we all know that's going to happen. Uh, my uh, sloppy take for the week. Hmm. The Bears trade into the second round, and they do not draft a running back in the entire draft. <laughs> the whole entire draft. In the whole entire draft. They don't draft a running back. Wow. I I strongly disagree. What, what did I say earlier? I forgot. I, forgot. I, I had it earlier. Oh man. Um, something about the Raiders. I think. I already said that the Raiders take a quarterback in the first three picks. They have. Um, so I'm going to stay with Kyler Murray goes number one. Yeah. All right. Yep, and that's that. NFL sloppy takes there. All right. Well, we're running out of time. We went a little long on this one. Holy shit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> as always, I'm Chris Dickens. Joey Alexander. And this is Sloppy Takes. Keep those takes nice and sloppy.